Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, October 19th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Jim Jordan's options and what's next for the House. Number two, the Senate tees up a massive national security package. And number three, Dems are seething over Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar's comments on Israel. All right, Jake, let's get into it. The top of Punchbowl News this morning focuses in on the chaos in the House uh, continuing, but really how Jim Jordan's uh, opportunity to become speaker is closing and, and and simply put kind of what's next for House Republicans as a lot of folks and their mindset have kind of shifted after uh, any momentum for Jordan has, has kind of not only stopped, but He's seeing more opposition uh, than before. Yeah, this is not um, it's it's not great for Jordan right now, um, as you could as you could kind of tell. So 20 lawmakers voted against Jordan a day later. He lost 22. Uh, and we heard last night and uh, that Jordan does not want to go to the floor for a third vote, does not. Now, his office denies that. But I think we've spoken to. I'm trying to count seven, eight people, a lot of people who have who have confirmed that he they've been in either been in conversations, been briefed with conver- on conversations. People who are involved in this story, involved in the the effort here who say they don't want him. He doesn't want to rather go to the floor for a third vote. Why? Because he's probably going to bleed more votes and then he becomes um, for for his own purposes, becomes a um, it becomes a problem for him. So here's what. um uh, here's what we see based on our reporting on Jordan's off ramp. Um, so he doesn't go to the floor for a third vote. Um, and someone brings up this resolution that would make McHenry speaker pro tem for the next 80 days um, would pass overwhelmingly. The House Democrats have signaled they'll, they'd vote for it. And Republican leadership sources tell us a majority, they believe, they hope, a majority of their lawmakers will vote for this too. This would allow Jordan to end his campaign for speaker without actually ending it. He doesn't have to say the words, I'm out, which I think uh, just knowing Jordan for as long as uh, we've been covering him probably would be something important. And he would remain the speaker designate, I guess. He would remain the candidate for speaker. And he could say in January when, when McHenry's term is up, I'm going to run again. Uh, keep some other people who want to be speaker at bay, like Kevin Hearn, Mike Johnson, Jody Arrington, none of whom have a have a real chance um, of being speaker, but um, uh, it keeps them at bay. Uh, and then um, McHenry can oversee all the garbage. I don't think it's garbage, but all the stuff that Republicans are going to think is garbage over the next couple months, which is probably a, a omnibus spending bill, probably uh, Ukraine aid, probably um, uh, FISA, uh, Israel aid, which, you know, this isn't garbage, but this is tough stuff to vote on, tough things to vote on for Republicans. Um, so, Anna, what do you think here? Yeah, I, listen, I think that it is, honestly, it's a pretty convenient way out, right? I mean, I'm sure that's not how Jordan and his team see it uh, necessarily. I'm sure they're very frustrated. They thought that they were going to be able to do some arm twisting, cut some deals. That hasn't happened. Clearly, the strong arming from the external 
uh, you know, kind of camps, the idea that Sean Hannity has the power in within the Republican conference to twist arms uh, was was shown that that doesn't work. Um, and, and I think you and I've covered a lot of these, as, as you said, and, and really the outside game. I don't know. It almost never, never works. And it's we've certainly never seen it as overtly tried uh, as we have in this campaign. And it and it really backfired. The thing that I think is going to be interesting to watch is Patrick McHenry. To your point, this would be a bipartisan, you know, kind of Democrats would likely come on, come on board for McHenry, uh, you know, short term speakership. But the question is going to be, to your point, I mean, there's a lot of things that need to get done that likely will need Democratic votes to get passed. And does is, is that how McHenry sees the most advantageous use of the gavel? You know, or is he going to be hamstrung like his predecessor would be, you know, in the terms of Speaker Kevin McCarthy and ter- certainly others? Uh, to say like, okay, I we're 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 not we're still not going to take up some of these bills because we can't pass them just with Republicans. That I don't. I think that's an open question. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, but you know, the the real advantage here, Anna, is that um, re- if this goes through, uh, and someone tries to remove McHenry, Democrats will probably protect him as long as he's behaving, <laughs> as long as he's not doing the kinds of things that Democrats will object to. Um, But uh, a couple other things worth mentioning, Anna. Um, The dynamics in the leadership are going to be so fascinating. First of all, uh, McHenry and Jordan. Um, If Jordan is still uh, saying he's the Republican designate for speaker, um, that's going to lead to an interesting dynamic between Jordan and McHenry. Now, listen, I think McHenry will probably keep Jordan in the loop. Um, but so that's that. Number two, McHenry and Steve Scalise do not have a great um, relationship anymore. They used to have a good relationship, but um, they have drifted apart in recent years. And McHenry will be his senior on the in the House Republican Conference. So uh, all interesting dynamics here as we're on day 16 of the House Republicans looking for a speaker. Um, What a world we live in. What a world we live in. All right, let's go on to the number two story of the morning. Uh, Biden and the Senate are setting the stage for a massive national security funding package. The president will be addressing the nation tonight. Uh, and he's not just going to be talking about Israel. He's expected to use the Oval Office speech to make a broader case for his forthcoming supplemental funding request. Jake, that request uh, is going to touch on a number of national security priorities from Europe to the Middle East to the Indo-Pacific. Uh, as we reported this week, the package is expected to come in around $100 billion, with a B dollars. Um, senators from both parties seeing the White House announcement uh, a presidential address on the U.S. response to Hamas's attack on Israel and Russia's assault on Ukraine as a necessary effort to try to lump together the violent conflicts into one broader struggle and then also seemingly try to find a way forward in Congress to get this massive spending package passed. Yeah, $100 billion and Joe Biden, again, rewrite, going to the... Um 
giving a speech tonight at 8 o'clock to the country about um, how he sees uh, the war in Israel and what he plans to do about it and making the case, I would imagine, for this package. Now, the prospects of this package, I think, are, you know, if McHenry is speaker, which I think, again, I would source to me last night said uh, a 95% chance he's the speaker by the end of the week. Um does he keep Ukraine and Israel lumped together? I think he's pro. I don't know, but I would assume. I actually don't know what his position is on Ukraine, so I'm not going to try to assume at all. <laughs> um, but uh, what does that look like? A hundred billion is a lot to swallow. But you know, uh, this is the kind of thing you get from not getting a speaker. Anna is that um, the administration is going to get a lot more of what it wants uh, if Democrats uh, help McHenry get through. Um, they, the Republicans can't find a speaker. So uh, all of these things become live options for House for, for the House of Representatives. Also worth noting, Andrew has some reporting on the classified Israel briefing uh, yesterday and uh, telling us that a lot of the senators feel like there was no clarity on Iran's possible role in the planning of the Hamas terror attacks on Israel. A lot of frustration uh, from senators about that, um, from and, and the need from both Democrats and Republicans uh, that they want to see more information from the Biden administration uh, around what is happening uh, in Israel and the kind of what led to this conflict, uh, as well as the kind of continuing war that is is ongoing. Let's go to the number three story of the morning. Jake Max Cohen has uh, an item this morning on Democrats upset over uh, representatives Rashida Tlaib, the Democrat from Michigan, and Ilhan Omar, the Democrat from Minnesota, and their comments blaming Israel for a deadly attack on a Gaza City hospital this week. Yes, uh, some some strife in the Democratic Party, the House Democratic Caucus, over um, the uh, Israel. Uh, now, Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar have blamed Israel for a deadly attack on a Gaza City hospital this week. That attack, according to our own intelligence and Israeli intelligence, was the result of a errant rocket fire, a failed rocket launch from Gaza. Um, uh some Jewish Democrats have complained to Jeffries about the incident and uh, uh, the lack of um, uh, forceful response from the leadership. Anna, this gets to we don't have to get into all this, but this gets into a larger dynamic in the House Republican conference, uh, the House Democratic caucus, rather, um, about Israel. It's been a uh, there is a, a continual drama over the United States support for Israel in the Democratic caucus. This is let's be clear. The vast majority of House Democrats are where Biden is on Israel, but there are a, a number of loud um, voices and that get a lot of of um, a lot of um, attention uh, uh, who are not where the rest of the Democratic Party is. Max does a great job of detailing that. All right. With that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Just a reminder. I'm going to be on stage with Andrew Desidero this morning at 8.30 a.m. discussing the future of cybersecurity with Representative Andrew Garbarino, the Republican from New York. You can still join us uh, in person or live stream uh, this morning. It's going to be an interesting conversation, part of our larger project, the future of cybersecurity uh, this month, where we've been detailing every week different aspects of uh, what is happening with this crucial issue from the state of play, the legislative uh, state of play, as well as the players. You can check that out at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.